You're in tune to the Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Uh, turn the music up inside my session. These folks gotta hear my message. Bringing balanced black radio to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another brand new session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox Radio broadcast, doing it up since 98 on your FM dial, internet radio station, favorite cultural website, and more. We're here to do our thing with bringing the balance back to black radio, talking about everything from pop culture to politics and everything in between, from myself and my co-host's unique black American perspective and just regular ass people perspective and all of that good stuff. On the mix and commentary end with the music, you got myself, DJ Fusion, on the side. You got my bro who does the same thing. Let me have him go ahead and introduce himself. It's the funky black transistor going to give it to your sister, funky cosmic nigger. This indeed, it's a juice box radio show, Shabaka Stone. All praise to our men, Rod. This is our song, Rod Black Hawk. Of course, Fuse Box. Another year, of course, that's how it's written. And that's how it's going to be. We're going to continue to give you the funky cosmic energy. Yes, indeedy, ladies, goddesses, sisters, and of course, our soldiers. We are back, of course, to rock it and get off. Because this is the one that them bite off, respectively, D.C., Jersey, and NYC representation, but Cosmic Galactic goes beyond borders, and we're going to rock it on and on. Uh, what's the deal, Fusion? Man, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Um, So far, 2016 has been pretty drama-free and nonsense-free, so that is definitely always good. I'm glad to do this okay. first brand-new show of the year yeah, and all of yep, that yep. to hit up the listening masses with right. um, old-school cats and new-school cats. And yeah, yeah, man, ready to make this um independent media thing pop off some more, especially in this podcast realm we've been chilling in for God, man, it's been a smooth minute. Now that we're in twenty six, I think we've been doing this yep. pod- the podcasting for eight years. I started a show when I was in college, so in April of this year the show will be officially eighteen years old. Well, down. The, the show's a teenager, and it's done through all types of growth spurts and nonsense, like regular people do. But it but let me make a slight, let me make a slight correction. Slight correction. Podcast was has actually been ten years since this is 2016, and we were on it in 06. You know what? You're absolutely right. For some reason, I keep thinking we were 08. My God, yeah, we we've been doing this for a minute. I mean, we were actually on it in 05. But you know what I'm saying, you know, I just said, you know, because it's one six, it was oh six also. So but definitely, think, but you know what is true? Cause we, cause we, we started doing that not too long after you got on, around oh four. So it wasn't not even a yep. year or so afterwards when you started that we yep. got into the basics of the podcasting. Damn, yo! No doubt. Big up to Podomatic Prismatic guys. No doubt, no doubt. Definitely shout out to Podomatic, man. They've been the folks holding us down from the very, very beginning on this podcast thing. And um, now all of a sudden everybody's like, ooh, podcasting, but that's going to be part of our commentary later on. So let me not even get into um, all of that good stuff. Um, again, definitely just glad to be um, back on board, you know, make it through another year. 
2015 was definitely a year of ups and downs for the both of us. On a personal right. and professional level, and we're glad that y'all um, held us down through all of those type of things. Whether it's right. to our new shows or archive shows, coming to different events um, that we were at, whether it was music events or more on the um, talkative event, especially when we did our BC Podfest um, this past year, which was really, really uh, awesome experience. And all of that, that kind of reconfirmed, besides our natural feeling of what we're doing is right in this particular independent media thing. And... Um, Yes, again, shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to all the new listeners. Uh, we definitely got some more listeners on board and who've been um, keeping our numbers steady and folks spreading the word. Definitely appreciate that. Definitely appreciate all of the um, independent um, media family in general. I mean, we always going to shout out to, you know, the Black Podcast family and whatnot because they've been the folks who have been with yes, us from yes, the gate. Yes. I'm not even yes, going yes. to say hip-hop or music family. I'm going to say Black Podcast family because we got folks who uh, have um, been really supporting us from – who do all Thank different types you. of shows, whether it's gaming, you know, serious yeah. talk, video game talk, and um, everything in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, like, um, in in the realm of media, podcasting is still new. I mean, it's been around for a few years, but I think because it's getting into that mainstream eyeball and the people trying to get into the corporatized thing, yeah, yeah. networking thing and whatnot, um, it's getting more eyeballs, which is, you know, to a degree, it's fine, all media growth and all of that. But there's been a lot of yes, us who've been doing it for a while. And, you know, right. aren't new. And, I mean, shout out to the new people who are doing cool stuff and whatnot with it because we're not one of the types yes, of people yes. to say that you can't express yourself and have your viewpoints and your opinions that's retarded or whatever. Right. But at the same token, you know, you can't be like how some of these media outlets are like, well, where are the people of color in podcasting? I'm like, we're here. <laughs> we, like most mainstream media in the States, we did a lot of innovating on this. No but doubt. you know what? It's it's okay. Y- y'all are gonna see. Y'all are gonna see. But like I said, I wouldn't even try to get all deep into that. But I got a little deeper than I wanted to. But it's all good. Uh, for those I who are... go go ahead. <laughs> so all of those things that I didn't, you know, and she made a good point. And cause people at the end of the day, they want to be humble, and they want to, you know, what I'm saying. But definitely, it's definitely been an influence, and um, which is which is refreshing. Because that lets individuals know that what they were, what they were really kind of, what they're about or what they want to express can be heard and be influential. No doubt. As opposed to never be heard, whether that's words, ideas, you know, um, or, you know, sounds. Because, you know, I, you know, I, I, even just in the area that I'm at, that I can hear the DJs are affected by what's done, but we're doing it. We're not on the, you know, the, the local level. And, you know, and at the same time, I don't want to make it sound funny, but I can, you know, so Fusebox is definitely there, you know, as that light, you know. Hopefully it can be just more than music because we continue with the ideas because black media, I think, genuinely speaking, is not doing what it's supposed to do. I think they are, but in a way they're not. We're more concerned, you know, with certain things that are not being taught, you know. In certain, I mean, if, you, if you're not even a Christian, sometimes you're not just, those ideas aren't even being heard. But, you know, so excuse me, we want to encompass all that. And no hope doubt. And definitely, it's not, it's, it's a black show, but it's not black centric to the point where we don't want other races to come aboard. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's not a, see, what white people don't know, a lot of people of other races don't know, is that what real black people are. A lot of us don't know, you know, you know, the realest black people aren't in bars every week. 
They're not. You know, they know what the effect of that weekly could have on the body, particularly the female body. Oh. You know. Well, see, there's a whole so other thing. Like a TV, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that, but yeah, definitely. We want to be, you know, going to go into aspects and, you know, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it 100, keep it, keep it, you know, earth, air, fire, water, ether, you know, we want to keep it what it should be. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, mm-hmm. keep it advancing upward, upward, onward. No doubt. I think you brought up a good point, What I'm just going to get into extremely quickly before we get into the um, other aspects of the show, because we do got some stuff we definitely got to talk about before we get into um, the new and old school um, music mixes and whatnot. Um, I think about a very good point in terms of how folks look at the aspect of what black media is. Like, black media is so diverse because there's so many different types of black people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got some folks who and we've talked about this on the show beforehand for so those who have listened before who have listened to us before, but definitely for those who are new. You got some people who get mad that at the basic level that um myself and um Asar get along. Because they're not used to hearing black people get along. Who are male and female. Who can agree and disagree on different stuff. And who can have different opinions and other type of things. because one you're not either totally extremely quote unquote cooning or acting up or you're not being dead ass serious all the time. It's like we're human beings. There's stuff well, we're gonna be serious about, but there's stuff we talk, we joke about. Like we were friends way before the show started. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. So you know the way we talk on here is essentially how we talk all the time. Sometimes it's gonna be about some you know deep philosophical, um, spiritual thing. Other days we're gonna like rant at each other about Star Wars for a smooth thirty minutes, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Just because you know. So, you know, it's, it's it's very weird when you get to stuff like that, and sometimes when you go through these types of shows, and I've heard this a lot from fellow, um, not just black podcasts, I'll say podcasters of color. When you don't fit into a certain box that people are so used to, it almost seems to annoy them, or annoy people. But it's like, you need to learn that human beings are human beings, period. Like, you can't hold on to the fact of, if you're black and you adhere to a stereotype, I'm comfortable with whether it's a quote-unquote good Negro or the quote-unquote street rough Negro, then that makes me scared. Well, hate to tell you this, you're going to be scared a whole lot. (laughs) Or whatever, whatever. And one of the things that was kind of cool about last year, and in a way, like, we've talked about this before, this um, personally offline, and it was a little more revelatory last year because I think partially because it was so much of a turbulent year, personally. Um, when you see people of other backgrounds who, even if they disagree with what we say, or sometimes more about it than what your quote-unquote community is, that's a whole different thing. Because when you talk about stereotypes, it's not necessarily about, well, it's just like white versus black or Latina versus black or whatever, whatever. You can have people within your own ethnic community, your own race, act weird because they're comfortable with a certain quote-unquote standard of what they think a black person should be. Black people are diverse, and people need to get used to that. That's one of the things I do love about this particular medium, especially since, let's keep it 100, a whole lot of other mediums right now are very corporatized, very um, homogenous, I should say. With um, their what they like to show facets of any kind of people being, much less uh, black folks and other people of color. I think at the end of the day, it's about good-natured expression and intent and purpose. 
And I think that's what that's what we represent. And that's what I had once said that the blackness I represent is the blackness of the base of Adam. In other words, that which created that which is light and which we can see and touch. You know, that so it's 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 creative, it's onward, it's um it's ascending. It's a part of the, the, the cycle of existence. And you know, that which is full that, that which is progressive. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you know, that's what is essentially the black I'm talking about. So that's why when I said real black folk, there's there's, there's a certain act, there's diverse there's diversity because it's like you know you have you look at the sky, the night sky, and there's you know to the left and to the right, you know east and west. So, but it's all the night sky, you know. But at the same time, what I'm specifically talking about is that there's a higher order of being that should be expressed and that we should not expect from mainstream media. And oh, no that um, if it does get through, it, it does. But you know, you know, um, um, you know, the, the highest, you know, a, a, a loving, hugging individual is more of a better example than you know, than you know, uh, 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 it can, like in, in media, than maybe a monster's ball expression in media. You see what I'm saying? There's something. There's a higher order that 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 I think that that should be. Uh, 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 strive for, you know. It doesn't necessarily have to be the deep philosophical stuff, but it, it just, it, you know, it should be a realness and the truth. That I think that a lot of times people must think it's jokes and people talking about current events. It may be giving their personal ideas about certain things, but there's a little something deeper than that. Well, no doubt. I mean, at the end of the day, I think things when you talk about beyond the surface, it's being multifaceted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. You're going to have days you're going to feel lighthearted. You're going to have days you don't. You're going to have days which a lot of times are going to be a mix of all of that. And, you know, with what we do, you know, I think it's one of those things where you want to have all of those type of expressions. And more importantly, to be free to have all of those expressions. Like, I don't want to be, like, fake happy on a situation when I don't got to be fake happy. Especially if nobody, you know, is is trying to pull some strings to make me pretend to be happy on there. This is something that we've been doing independently for quite a long time or oh, whatever. Wow. And we've been very blessed to have an audience that has been through us through our personal ups and downs and some other things and oh, what wow. have you. And to be able to see other podcast folks in general, be able to do similar things. Oh, wow. I think it's, it's, it's a good scenario because, you know, again, you can't be ultra deep and philosophical all the time and, and a quote unquote above it all. And sometimes, yeah, you're not going to be the jokester. You know, you're going to be a whole bunch of things. You know what I'm saying? Some days you might want to watch Monsters Ball. Some days you want to watch One Punch Man. You know what I'm saying? You know, everything in between. Some days I want to watch The Simpsons. Some days I want to watch The Criterion Collection. I could do all of that, you know, and and it's cool. And, you know, just to rewind back, because we're like, damn, we didn't even get into the um, promo yet. But, um... See, some of y'all are getting into how we talk and everything. Um, rewind back, we're definitely glad to be um, up here rocking and rolling as quality independent media, as quality um, black American media, as quality black media. And um, yeah, we want to um, continue this on and work with people, build with people who are in the mood to properly build and all that, whether it's on the music and um, talking or some of these other projects we'll be talking about later on that um, we're in the mix with. And um yeah, man, um, I'm ready to go, ready to get some talk going on, ready to get some good um music mixes representing that black music diaspora of hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, 
and more in the mix and all of that good stuff. So for those who are new, let me break down how we do the show um, each and every week. Uh, basically, at the beginning, we do our promo spiel, tell you how you can check us out and all that good stuff. Um, the next um, part of the show, we go ahead and when we talk about various news items and other stuff that's just on our mind in general from all over the world. And then during the um, last portion of the show, um, both myself and the Black Hawk go ahead and we get into a music mixer. And this right. mix is of independent and mainstream music. You can hear like a nice little eclectic vibe of stuff, old school, new school, everything in between. Pretty much just what feels right, you know, so you can like zone out, nod your head, stop your feet, get into your own music meditation mode, whatever way that is, you know, and all of that. Since, again, especially for last year being the year it was, it reconfirmed that while, yeah, it would be great if we, you know, end up making a, a crap load of money doing this. Nobody's going to complain. But a lot of this is really, to a degree, self-therapy sometimes. Like, okay. I was one of those people where music always makes me happy. Like, okay. you hear a certain tune, you could be having, like, the shittiest of shitty days, but you'll feel a little better after you hear some music. Or at the very least, you can get into another mode than just the drudgery or maybe the tragedy or anger or whatever that maybe your day brought, you know. And um, that's one thing I definitely want to thank our audience for, too. Thank y'all so much for the feedback um, that y'all yeah, give us. And, no, you know, whether it's via email or, or, you know, or other ends or whatnot, where you just say, like, yo, at least for these few hours, I could be somewhere else. I, he- I can hear an opinion I might not be able to express somewhere. Or y'all actually yeah. talked about the situation that maybe some other place didn't talk about, you know, especially with our international listeners. Like, well, we deeply appreciate, we deeply appreciate everybody. But, um, yeah, I just want to um, put that out there. So that's how we do the show. So let's go on ahead because we detoured a little bit, but we're still cool. And um, do, um, do this freaking show and all of that. Um, you can always check us out via our official website, and you can get to that in two ways. Now we finally got fuseboxradio.com as um, a website address. It took forever because somebody way in like Ireland or somewhere in the UK had that joint for like mad years. So I got that. So you can go to fuseboxradio.com or fuseboxradioonline.com. F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. Our official blog site is blackradioisback.com. Our Facebook page, which please, we need to have more folks join on to that, and we definitely got a bit of growth on that. We appreciate y'all. Facebook.com slash FuseboxRadioShow. Um, one straight word. Hit that thumbs up button besides um, show updates and things of that nature. I'll like throw out news items, little bits of tunes, stuff like that to keep folks interested. My personal page is facebook.com slash fuseboxradio. I'm very simple with um, social media. If you act stupid, I'll delete you. I'll block you. My social media at best is a benevolent dictatorship. I do not have to engage in nonsense conversation. <laughs> or people doing e-yelling or anything like that. Because that's one of my things. I'm definitely shutting down way more in 2016 than I have the past few years. And I think last year being a stressful year, there was times I did some e-clapping back I shouldn't have done or things I shouldn't have engaged in in general so I, it doesn't mean you had to agree with everything I say people can do debate but if you get disrespectful I don't care I just don't care I'm the one who usually handles the majority of the social networking so putting that out there um, twitter page twitter.com slash fuseboxradio instagram.com slash fuseboxradio so forth and so on if you forget all that stuff, just search for Fusebox Radio Broadcast through your favorite search engine of choice, and it will pop up. 
please give us um ratings via your favorite podcast player of choice such as iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Acast, Overcast, um Podbay FM, Player FM, so forth and so on. And also if you like some of our shows, go to Audio Search and they have a recommendation thing on there too. And um that all that type of stuff really goes ahead and um helps us out. So if you got like four or five star if you can just click on that, that's cool. If you want to give a little blurb, that's cool too. All of that stuff really helps us get to more of the masses. And we really appreciate that. We'll be announcing shows and other projects coming up in the next few weeks and months. You can always check out all that information on either of the sites that we just gave you. And um, we're working behind the scenes on at least two mini spinoff shows. And also, for the presidential election cycle here in the U.S., um, we have reached out to some third-party candidates, and we should hopefully have some interviews right. with them going down soon, because um, this is going to be a nice segue into our commentary. It's a clown show. <laughs> Both political parties in the United States are such a damn clown show right now. It's ridiculous. Well, Quote-unquote major political parties. And we want to have people who to have an educated vote. So if you want to hear stuff from, you know, other parties and what their platforms are and what, you know, communism and socialism and all this other type of stuff actually means or being a progressive instead of being a leftist or, you know, center to the right or whatever, we're going to try to help you out with that. And so check out um, all those updates in the next few weeks on that end. And, yeah, let's get to talking about some stuff that's happened during – um the time that we have been offline. Um, trying to think about the best way to start all of this off because some of this news is... Definitely there's some depth. There's some depth. Yeah, I'm about to say, let's, just, let's get into that and get that um, knocked out the box. Um, we definitely well, have some one people... Of, the one I want to speak on first is, you know, is, is um, Dr. Francis Chris Welsing. That's who I was actually going to start it, off with. So you have... Um, Read my mind. So go right on. I, I'll have I you will do the say intro this. I'm not going to be too long on this because I know Mary has something she wants to say. Um, from the black psychological community, mm-hmm. uh, black psychiatry community, rather, um, Dr. Francis Chris Wilving, her, uh, she did, she made up the, uh, the Crest theory back in the 70s. And, um, she wrote a book called The Isis Papers. That has nothing yeah. to do with the, the little terrorist thing going on. This is more or less I'm talking about Isis or Aset, the Greek goddess. Excuse me, Isis, Aset, the Camite ancient Egyptian goddess. The ancient Egyptian goddess, Isis, which was the Greek name. Isis is the Greek name of that. But she was talking about that and when she was talking about the books. I don't want to be confusing with the, any new... Um, uh, uh, definitions that have been applied to the Greek name Isis. <coughs> um, but I just wanted to, I'm not going to drag on too much, but I thought it was very important for a black show to acknowledge certain people who have uh, contributed to the syntax, um, the language of of um, real black people and black people in general. Um, and um, she was based in D.C., I think she was from Chicago originally. I'm not sure, but I know she had business in both of those areas, and uh, so she she had most of the psychi- psychi- psychiatric practice again. I'm actually I met a sister from Utah because I've been down here who had gone to her, 
So she was she had been helping a lot of people and but everybody black should have her book. Everybody black who likes to read should have her book. The ISIS papers, Doctor Francis Chris Wilson. You if you remember in the movie Boomerang when they were around the table, uh Martin Lawrence, um I forgot I think it was Eddie Murphy and David Allen Greer and they were talking about the, the pool balls on the table and how um um, a white ball is, is shot at the balls to, to, you know, disintegrate or break apart the color ball. And that was something that she was saying in the 70s, because that was a part of her theory of, you know, uh, I think you should just, people should get the, I'm not necessarily going to break the theory down, so it's, because that could be offensive to certain audience members, but this is more directed towards the black audience at this moment. They should read that book, that's very important. No doubt, no doubt. Um, I definitely think lots of people from that early 90s to, I would say, almost early 2000s generation, especially some of us who went to college, okay. um, ran to, um, if you didn't run to it already, ran to um, the ISIS papers. Back in the day, actually, um, I remember being a part of an organization at Rutgers that tried to bring her through, and she didn't charge that much. And they no were doubt. not beat to have her on campus. They weren't no beat doubt. at all. Like, I distinctly remember that joint. And um, what have you? But um, yeah, just um, you broke down a lot of stuff with um, Dr. Welsing's passing. But I'll just hit on a little bit of information about her here. Uh, was born in the um, 1930s in Chicago. Both her um, father and um, grandfather were medical doctors. Her mama was a teacher. She got a bachelor's okay. degree at Antioch College and her um, MD at Howard University's College of Medicine. So you know she wasn't playing All right. Around like yeah, I know sometimes people see these these titles and they're like oh that's that's something they made up nah this ain't something they made up like um literally they said her work um when she did the paper that you talked about in the seventies um the Crest theory of color confrontation made such a stir that they did not renew her tenure at Howard but then she spent twenty years at a staff position with the Department of Human Services up in D.C. and specialized in um child and general psychiatry so again. She wasn't playing around, but the fact that she pushed boundaries on certain stuff scared people. No and doubt. that includes her work on um, the origins of white supremacy from a psychological and a biological perspective and, you know, being a proponent of what's called the melanin theory. No and doubt. people can look all this stuff up because it, it gets kind of deep or whatever. I think for a lot of people, her putting stuff out there where it's just more than, well, you know, white folks is bugging, that, that can help you out a whole lot. Like, you don't have to agree no with doubt. everything that she said, because I know some of her stuff was rather controversial, especially in the realm of there were certain um, interpretations of um, sexuality and whatnot. But um, the ISIS papers was um, really important in terms of looking at how um, white supremacy got into certain ways and how it jacked up everybody's mind, not just black people's minds, but, you no know, doubt. white folks' minds and other people's minds in general in this country and beyond so um definitely um rest in peace to her man the one of those academics um from the old school who put in a whole lot of work and this was when stuff was not cool to do so her academics helped her to be able to funnel and focus that spirit energy that she had within her to be able to reach more people but she had the guts to be able to and the insight to be able to bring that that those ideas out I, I remember reading that book. I studied that book. I mean, that, that, that book is very much a part of almost my DNA. That's an important read, and 
I just wanted to let the, let the netters and let the spirits know that we acknowledge, you know, uh, her and her contribution to um, all of them, all them Negroes who are like in their 60s but look like in their 40s. They know about her book because that was the aspect that helped their mental energy to, uh, to, to have the focus where they were timeless. And she contributed to that, to that psychological matrix for black people. And I, I, she was a, a, a life well lived and she will be going to, she will be ascending. Not all black folk are going to be doing that. She will be ascending to, to the property situation or and, and to the black water. And um, one quick side note before we um, get on to some things that, again, we, unfortunately, on this end and on some other titles, got a lot to cover. Um, on YouTube, there is a video of her being interviewed on the Donahue show. No doubt. Which, God, that makes me feel old even talking about a freaking Donahue show. But um, for people who don't know, that was a show on that was back in the um, 80s that was a talk show. And she talks about oh, some God. of these things in regards to one white supremacy. And some people in the audience that try to play her out, and she shuts them the hell down. Like, no doubt. it's nuts. But that entire video is um, on YouTube. So, folks, definitely check that out. And then, you know, if you go check, check the Isaac papers or whatever later on, do so. If I um, can remember when I do the show notes on blackradio.com, I'll try to put that video up on there. And then, no so, um, definitely RP to her. On the music, and um, rest in peace to Natalie Cole. Daughter oh, of jazz yeah. legend of Nat King Cole and a singer in her own right in the realm oh, of yeah. soul, jazz, and funk. She passed away actually at the beginning of the year, literally on um, January 1st at the age of 65. Oh, yeah. I think that was through um, heart issues that she had for a bit. Um, a lot of people, they don't know her like 70s and 80s stuff. They probably do know the um, duet that was done with um, her father, um, Unforgettable. And that was like some major technological thing back then to do that. Cause I remember when the video dropped and all of that. Oh, they like had, you know, that back and forth, like black and white color Steve or whatever go down. And yeah, that was definitely, um, that was definitely a shocker. And you know, she had some rough periods in her life with, um, various issues with, um, illness and hepatitis and, um, some drug issues and what have you. But, um, yeah, she um, put in a whole lot of work and really went down. Her biggest success actually was the um, Unforgettable with Love album that had to do what with Nat King Cole. That sold over 14 million copies, pre-internet, pre a whole bunch of other stuff. And it also won um, six Grammys, including Album of the Year and um, Song of the Year. And see, and one thing I like about Natalie Cole, I wasn't, I was kind of too young, but I had caught up with records and CDs of hers, and I heard some people playing some, um, some some great music by her since she's passed. Um, you know some of the DC DJs, mm-hmm. and uh, which I didn't know about. You know what I'm saying? I was like, and I was very. That's what I like. They playing stuff. You know, even though that should be done more than than was before people passing. But um, basically, what I'm gonna say about her is that she definitely made a a, a great contribution to R&B. She was definitely a goddess and high priestess in her own right in the art form. And that her father, like, like that song with her father, that, that's dignified, right? That's dignified black music, you know? It, 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 because people are longing for that. There's a, not necessarily everything has to be marriage and wholesome, but there's something about it was dignified, though. And that king, I mean, you know, it, it, 
This the internet age. Don't get anything by Nat King. Ain't nobody saying like Nat King, Cole, and Natalie Cole. God bless them, and and we'll, and of course they'll be missed. No doubt, no doubt. And on the side note, with a solo track by her, one of my personal track favorite track by her was um, "This Will Be Everlasting Love." No doubt. That, jo- that no joint doubt. goes. That no joint goes. I'm like, her seventy you stuff got- is just all that. Her, all her seventy stuff is hot to me. As far as I'm. Mm. No doubt, yeah. no doubt. I mean, like, she, like she put in work on the music, and like you said, and I know she had like side side acting stuff, whatever here and there, but they, her her big thing was performing, and oh, wow. um, the stage, and yeah, that was one of those things where I don't know, maybe because me being in my mid thirties right now, you just get to that point where like some people you just feel have pretty much been around all your life, they feel like they're around forever. Uh-huh. And then when they start getting sick and going, they're like, "Holy crap, this this is kind of crazy." And nobody, I think, even heard anything about Natalie Cole being sick until this happened. So you know, you just never know, man. But I'm um, definitely um R.I.P. um to her. Um, let's see here. Next up, a person who made a whole lot of impact on God, so many ends. Um, on the music and not just as a creative, but on the business side acting and um all of that literally about i think a day or two before his last album dropped david Bowie passed away no doubt and um that dude man i mean as an artist and as a creative he did a whole lot in his 69 years of life man whether you're on on, on the hard you know more like the melodic rocking like you know the ziggy stardust era you know thin white duke era all that type of stuff to the work he did with other artists and um, whatnot. Let's Dance was done with Nile Rodgers. Yep. No doubt. David Bowie literally put Luther Vandross on. Like, no Luther Vandross did, like, a whole bunch of the um, background vocals, I think, for, um, God, I'm trying to think of the um, album, the Young America's album. No doubt. And what have you. The songs he's done, I think everybody's heard one thing or another by him. Under Pressure with Frank, with Freddie Mercury of Queen. Yeah. Yeah, Heroes, Changes, Space Odyssey, um, Good oh, Lord, yeah. Life on Mars. He did a joint, um, I like Golden Years, that's my joint. But he, oh, Golden Years is hot, fame. yeah. He did Fame, and see the thing with messed me up about Fame and almost hurt my feet was that he his version of Fame was before James Brown's version. James Brown did a version. It wasn't called Fame, but it's basically the same riff. And if I'm correct, that was a, that was him and James working together. Because, you know, it's Fame, but James got a version that's not called Fame, though. And um, I think it's more it's more organ in it. But it basically sounds a lot like it. So, you know, he, he influenced a lot. You know, James didn't necessarily need that, but they, as an artist, artist, you know, he... He accepted that, you know what I'm saying, no and 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 which shows you the the power of David Bowie, you know what I'm saying. No doubt. I mean, like Bowie to me was like an artist, artist. Like he did his he did his thing, and I think a lot of that stands together very well. Um, actually, ironically, I think like about a few weeks ago, I downloaded um his live at the BBC joint he did in the 70s, and no that doubt. joint that joint is crazy. I might throw on a joint or two from that um for this week's show. But um, he was one of those guys where that he respected all musical art forms, especially black American music. No doubt. Especially so. I mean, he worked with cats who did like, you know, literal like Philly soul sessions. You mentioned Jane Brown. We mentioned Luther. We mentioned Nile Rodgers. 
Um, he's worked with various hip hop cats throughout the years. Um, he's worked okay. with a whole lot of people. He's given props to a whole lot of people too. Like he was one of the people who was very vocal, especially when it wasn't cool. You talk okay. about Joe. These black folks need to get props for what they do. And that's right up to the MTV era. And there's a clip that's been circulating around on the internet, which is cool as shit, actually. Where, um, he, like, he literally calls out MTV for not playing videos by black artists. Where he was just there, this is like, um, back in the 80s, we're just there like, well, yeah, there's a lot of, like, he literally is like, yo, there's a lot of great black artists who are out. Why aren't y'all playing these videos? And another thing about Boyd, is that Bowie, just from the interviews I saw on TV, or the vibe, his vibration, or the, the what I perceived from him from what, not how he said it, even though how people say things, but it was deeper than that. It was just the vibe I got from him is that he was one, I mean, vibe I got from people in general, and he was one of the few people, black or white, American or UK or from wherever. Mm-hmm. I noticed that, that a lot of the better comments came from the UK artists. But that had always uh, a glass is half full uh, perception or the way he talked about hip hop. Yes. A lot of black artists from the 70s, they wouldn't necessarily say it directly, but their vibe, like they didn't respect it. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have that. That's funny because I was going to actually bring that up because he literally said in one interview that he felt that the, at the time hip hop cats were the only guys who were being creative. You know, and I remember it was, like the, it was like the 80s to the 90s, and I thought that was a deep joint. He said, he said, there was something. I remember he said a lot of things, but one thing he said, something earthy about it. In other words, earthy in the sense of what I talk about is basically, in other words, when you hear me talk about that's what he meant. But that was the words that he used. You know what I'm saying? In other words, something natural about it. You know what I'm saying? And that was, that was, that was, that I, I, he said a couple of things that, and this is, like I said, it was the vibe. It wasn't that, I heard a lot, but the vibe when I did hear him talk about black music in general, but hip hop, the hip hop thing stuck out to me. Cause he, mm-hmm. the way he addressed hip hop was a way that a lot of black artists did not, a lot of black artists that I like and love, and they didn't see the, the greatness in the simplicity, especially during the late 80s and the 90s, which is when a lot of those comments were made about it. You know, I'm like, you know, didn't see that. It wasn't just a sample ever, you know, or a lot of disses were made before the sample. A lot of people don't know that. You know, a lot of the critical, um, um, like, um, disrespectful remarks came before the sample era. So, you know, and, and, you know, he wasn't a part of that. And, you know, when, and, and so when you have a, a person that's kind of has a, a big perception and when they pass, that's, you know, that can be a, a blow. No doubt, no doubt. And, um, yeah, it's one of those things where I just like the fact that dude, like you said, he just had a very natural thing about what he was doing. No you know doubt. what I'm saying? Like, I think for people who are creators in general, you almost you almost want to have that freedom to be there. Like I feel like doing this concept album today. I feel like doing okay. this today. Hey, this sounds cool, but I want to have it be my style. I don't want to like just directly copy okay. or do no other type of joint. And um, the Black Star album, which um, we were looking to be able to get an advance of before um, he passed away or whatever, it's a damned fine album, which is his last album okay. that he just dropped. Like it's a crazy ass album. And um, lots of like jazzy vibe to it, 
little bit of hip hoppy vibe, little bit on some joints. <laughs> Definitely a big like lush um R and B ballad like jazz vibe with how certain stuff goes or whatever. So there's one joint like I put it on um our Facebook. I'm like I'm like this hook is like a modern day hip hop joint, but it sounds cool as hell. The way he's doing this joint, I'm just there like you were listening to some some ATL cat when you did this hook. This is kind of crazy or whatever the way it goes. But um yeah and um in terms of people who might not even be familiar with his work, like he's been sampled like crazy too. Speaking of samples, um, well, been around well. the world by Puff Daddy with Let's Dance. Um, let's see here. Vanilla Ice when he did Take Ice Ice Baby. That's Fame. Uh, huh? Um, Take over with Fame. Um, yeah, Vanilla Ice under pressure. Under pressure, yeah. Um, they well, they took that, which was a horrible sample of that, by the way. But that that is an obvious sample. Um, that they did. Uh, the Chemical Brothers sampled him. Um, Dev Griff sampled him. Um, David Guetta. I'm looking at whosample.com for certain things. Like, this guy has, like, 18 pages, just to let you know how deep some people went in for um, samples and whatnot. But um, there's a lot of dope hip-hop that definitely sampled him, along with some um, house and techno and what have you. So this man's discography is crazy. And also, he was married was to a mom. Too. Yeah, he, he was married to a mom in the 90s. He was bad. When he married, and she's still bad now. It's like she they had. It's like she stepped through a time warp, and the same woman came through, you know, for men, you know, word up. No a doubt. Big up no to her, doubt. though. And they they were married till the very end. So we're talking over twenty something years. And there was an interview with her. She was just there, like, yeah, the, the David Bowie thing is nice. She's like, I fell in love with you know his real thing. I fell in love with the man David Jones. He, mm-hmm. you know, the the, the 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 cool guy we met at the right time, and we, we built on that way. But um, what else in terms of hip-hop example? I'm going to pull this up real quick. Um, LP, I forgot about that song. LP's Innocent Leader um, sampled him. We already mentioned Been Around the World. Night Living Basshead by Public Enemy. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Jay Dillis Take Notice. Damn, I forgot about this Company Flow. Joe. Company Flow's Patriotism. Ice Cube no Dead doubt. on Arrival. Uh, my MF Doom people, Raphim's Knishes. Yeah, that did sample him. Mm-hmm. Crap, that's hilarious. Okay. And, um, yeah, just, just a ton of stuff, man. So there was something that you had nodded to one way or the other that, uh, David Bowie was, um, a part of. And, I mean, he literally wrote it out to the end. You know what I'm saying? Like, how much of an artist are you where you can make your passing away be a form of art? That's pretty damn amazing. To be able to have any semblance of of control on that level because it's kind of spooky listening to that album now the black star album now i'm like that it really is a well here's some parts of my life and i'm about to go out album and he named the album black star i mean i'm not even gonna get into metaphysics oh that was, oh there's, that, there's that, a whole you you need to listen to the album because we need to talk about that one day because there's a whole lot I, of shit just, going on just that, that in itself just that in itself i mean that means something i mean that's i don't know if she knows what that meant but that meant that he was vibrating on a certain level where he was able to receive that information. And you have to be on a certain level to receive knowledge. It ain't just about you reading it. You know what I'm saying? And But that's cool, though. God bless him. And, and you know, yeah, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt. On another end, um, Chicago blues singer Otis Clay also passed away. No doubt. Rest of, in peace. Uh, heart attack, rest in peace to him. Um, people know him from songs like Trying to Live Without You, When the Gates Swing Open, 
and um plenty of other joints um here and there he was um inducted to the blues hall of fame in 2013 oh, and no. um actually was able to get be a grammy nominee during that same year for a vocal performance of the song welcome all in my shoes he got mm-hmm. nominated for the blues awards multiple times um a whole bunch of things for people who are living in the dc metro area you, you've heard this dude's songs a lot if it's wpfw or whatever i grew okay. up in a wpfw house <laughs> and whatnot, and um, yeah, them them joints were in rotation, so that's kind of like, well, damn, what else is going on this year with this stuff? But um, we all have our time with this stuff, I guess. And um, on the um illness end, on the music end, before we get into a whole bunch of other stuff, because so much of this happened, we had to talk about it. Um, um, Blowfly is pat is um dying of um terminal liver cancer. And is um in hosp um hospice care now, also known as um Clarence Reed. Um, he did a lot of what people would call the parody albums back in the seventies to the present. Some folks say he's one of the um, progenitors of like you know the more dirty end of rap and all of that. Um, there was a really great documentary on him that dropped. Um, <clears throat> excuse me a few years ago um isn't it the legend of blowfly it showed him you know going through to make a comeback and he's one of those artists where unfortunately due to how a lot of artists back in the day had like crappy contracts um he really didn't start getting money till later on in his life for his records you know lots of them got sampled by people including beyonce dmx um, I know DJ Shadow did a sample of his, Mary J. Blige, and them other folks. And he, he had to sue some people, too, didn't he? Yeah, he, he had to go ahead and sue some people and whatnot um, for some things. A weird word of blowfight, his name documentary. He had to sue some people, and also, I think there was a period of time, they said he was a debt. And he ended up selling some stuff for, like, a really super small amount. And that was when a whole bunch of people started, like, going through with stuff. So he had to go through multiple levels of things on um, that end. And he has an album dropping in February, but yeah, that's a lot of these um old school cats who lay down these foundations, man. They're getting ill or passing away. We got to appreciate them while they're here and beyond. No, so. We got to yep. keep it one hundred. He has, he has, he has a terminal liver situation. You only get terminal liver situations from what you put in your body. Just keep it one hundred. You know, no, I no, nobody's saying not to keep it now. No, I'm saying nobody's but, not I trying mean, to keep it one hundred, but that that is a real thing. Really you know, bad. so, and normally, that's related to alcohol. Or it could be oh. just things that one ingests. I'm just wanting to throw that out there. You know, because, you know, that's the only thing the nigga dealing with. You know, it's not, oh, he got this, he got that, that's the only thing. So that nigga might not have to even dealing with that. But anyway, next story. Yeah, let's keep that moving. Don't want to be depressing, guys, but, you know, these were important people. We had to talk about all of them and their, their important impact and things. Um, yeah, let's see here. Um, yeah, we're just gonna hop around a little bit. On the upswing, um, Showtime picked up um Spike Lee's latest documentary, which is gonna be on um Michael Jackson and the Off the Wall album. The clip they're showing looks dope. I'm looking forward to that. That dropped during um no February fifth. No so, doubt, Alex. No doubt, I have Alex. I'll have to sit in front of the TV and give that a watch. I'm more of a fan of his documentaries as of late than the movies. Um, I'm gonna talk about Chirac on the next show. Could I watch I mean, Chirac this past weekend? I think if any, if, and, if you don't like Spike Lee, his movies, just keep in mind that Spike got a lot of black people working. 
in the I 90s, mean, late 80s and 90s. If, if, if you don't remember the nigga for anything else, just remember that and a lot of these early black Hollywood cats, which happen to be other New Yorkers, uh, got on, you know. So if anything, just remember him for that. No doubt. Like, Spike put a lot of people on. I think you could be the most hater of haters, and you look at all the people Spike Lee put on, and it's amazing. You know, especially those that are still laughing and doing their thing right now. You know what I'm saying? You, like, had Lawrence Fishburne get his adult career popping on a Spike Lee movie. Well, no. You had Denzel. You had Halle Berry. You had Wesley Snipes. You had, um, actually the first role for my man, um, Sam Jackson, who now is, like, one of the most paid actors in the game. You know what I'm saying? They, they had their gateway to a Brooklyn nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, they I mean, you know. know that nigga on something. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, nobody just Spike Lee for, for all of his works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some works are better than others. That's why I'm like, I'm not even going to get into Chirac till next week. Because I do have some, I have very mixed commentary about it from my end. And I kind of want to try to get you a chance to see before we um really go go into it. Or whatever, but I look forward to this documentary. It should be cool. The clip they got um from the Shadow and Act website looks cool, and um that should be what is up. Let me see here. Um, next up, they put criminal charges on Bill Cosby, man, <laughs> up in Pennsylvania. Um, no, they, I they, never they, was the Negro who said he was America's favorite dad. I never per- thought or perceived he was that nigga by what I saw on TV. I never thought that. I always thought John Amos from um, Good Times was before that and still do. But nah, they, they, they gave a false image of a, of a, of a, of a, of a jive-ass nigga who was paid for. Bill Cosby was an owned nigga. Let's call him for what he is. I love for what the good, I love the fact that he employed a lot of black folks. But that nigga was paid for. He was paid for and, 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 the, and, the, and the shit is just coming out. I ain't even thinking about really, actually it's deeper than the women, because Bill Cosby was a, he was, he was a giant nigga before this came out. You know, he fooled a lot of people. And normally, normally it's high ups in the media world love you the way they love like them. They love you for a reason. Not necessarily for a black or a godly reason. And we just now seeing the residuals. That's all. We're seeing the farts and the shit. Now, that all. Well, well, here's my thing with Bill Cosby. I think, like, it's really shown a big psychological break in terms of how broken some of us are in this country. Because, look, I love a different world. Well, it's still one of my favorite shows of all time. You know what I'm saying? Cosby Show had, you know, dope ensemble cats, brought some people to the public eye who didn't get brought to the public eye. But, you know, let's keep it all the way real. The Cosby Show was literally the latter-day foundation of what the quote-unquote acceptable Negro is. And a lot of people wanted to think that was impossible. And it wasn't impossible. But there was a thing where you weren't ever going to have problems. Everything was always going to be clean and pure and this, that, and the third. And if you look at the show as an adult, you know, even Keith Huttable on certain levels was kind of a dick. Let's keep it all the way straight. You know what I'm saying? But it's a weird thing that people, for some folks, can detach themselves from the art and good work of a person from the shitty parts of a person. I'm like, y'all can excuse R. Kelly and Bill Cosby for being on some fuck-ass shit because they did some songs and did some different TV shows. But you won't do that for other shit. There's a big level of hypocrisy to that type of thing that I can't stand. On top of the fact of when you get into things such as sexual assault and abuse and everything, you always hear the thing about, well, that woman was really attractive. I'm like, sexual assault and rape is a thing about power. 
Well, it's not well. about, you know, other types of stuff. And Bill has had a certain level of power most people have not had ever in their lives. And he's had That's it for, right. for a good chunk of his life. He was a rich Negro who white folks love. Think about that. That's right. He was a rich person who white folks love. That was before he did that fuck-ass pound cake speech in the 2000s, which um, I think BuzzFeed or somebody did put that up in um, Chris from Movie Trailer Review. Shout out to him. He had put it up on um, his site again one day. And you read that, you read that joint, I'm like, this is such a fuck-ass respectability politics speech. Like, well, so-and-so got shot. Well, why they had the pound cake in their hand in the first place? It's like, why are you killing a nigga who has pound cake in their hand, bro? Why are you being a bitch? Why are you, like, acting like you forget that there is genuine struggle happening with other people. Maybe we haven't gone through a certain level of struggle, but other people do. That doesn't mean they need to get killed or murked or destroyed. You grew up poor as fuck in Philadelphia. But well, somebody yeah. gave you a chance. Why can't somebody else get a chance? Well, if they yeah. fuck up their chance, they fuck up their Why can't you get a chance? Why are you talking, I, I think like, you know, it's like, like saggy pants get people killed. A lot of Negroes got killed wearing their Sunday's best. Or beat well, or yeah. fucked with. Like, that's well, right. Yeah. But this grumpy old grandpa who reinforced this nonsense to people was getting props from white America. He got a lot That's of protection right. for for what we talked earlier about reinforcing a particular stereotype. You either had to be the good Negro, or you were a thug Negro, or you just weren't important as long as you provided labor. And Bill rode that shit into the ground, whether he believed it or that was just his hustle, and I don't like him for that. And then with all of this type of stuff, we got to remember this case that just reopened, that was settled for a reason. He was going to have over 12 women testify against him. No man, and I'm sorry, but I don't think any man with Bill Cosby's resources in their right mind, if you didn't do shit, you're not going to settle. Because you would be the most invincible black person on the planet if you beat that. Like, I believe, I believe Mike Jackson was a weirdo. That's a whole other thing. I don't necessarily think he was a sexual abuser. But Mike Jackson learned that the worst thing he did was settle that first case. Mm. He fought that second case against the state of California. The state. And won it. That's why I'm like, that's why that Negro danced in that car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because right. he just there like, look, I ain't do this shit. I'm going to fight this. Well, Cosby, y'all got to remember, Cosby settled a lot of cases. He didn't fight shit. Why would you want to be known as being America's favorite dad and a sexual assaulter and a rapist hanging over your head if you aren't that dude. I'm I mean, sorry, man. Is, like, people can catch feelings that people have caught up with us before, but I'm like, that nigga's a rapist. It doesn't, maybe it ain't all 50 women that came out so far, but we know at least a few cases, that cat was on some bullshit. And for people who, and for people who say they are so pro-black and so pro-black men or whatever, you're supposed to want to eliminate cats from the circle. You ain't supposed to try to protect them. Y'all are circling the wagon for a piece of shit. You ain't supposed to circle the wagon for a piece of shit, yo. You're supposed to be there like, you know what? These things you did were good. This type of thing, you got to get the fuck out, dog. I don't care how old you are. You got to get the fuck out. And it is really depressing for me as a black woman to see some people still circling the wagons for this garbagey dude or other individuals of this particular nature, man. Like, like the shit ain't right. But yeah, man. So um, that was an interesting thing that um came up. I'm curious to see how this um particular case goes with them reopening everything. I'm pretty sure Pennsylvania isn't reopening that case for shits and giggles. And uh, what have you? Don't think they got something? My thing is that if Bill would have done something outside of his marriage, marriage taking introduced, he wouldn't have been married. You know, nobody wouldn't have said nothing. You know what I'm saying, but I'm going to the aspect of when there was alcohol and narcotics involved. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know y'all had been getting it in and then 
you know, when y'all get in the middle of a little bit of cocktail. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a part of, you know, like setting it up. Those of you who remember when it was cracking, those of you of a certain age, let's say those who, who are above 30, and rem- and if y'all remember how shit was in the early 80s and late, or excuse me, the early 90s and late 80s, Freaknik or wherever, you know, this, whatever, you know, particularly people on the East Coast, just remember how that vibe was. The jokers I know who was making it hot didn't have to use alcohol or narcotics to get the woman to have sex with them. You know what I'm saying? Didn't have to do that, you know? And had a whole lot less money than Bill. That kind of says something to me, like, okay, if they're lying, let's say they are, but why was alcohol and narcotics involved, bruh? You know, that, that lets me to some the deception on your end. You know, they could be mad, blah, blah, but at the end of the day, marriage is a sacred institution, you know? So, you know, however way you cut it, you know, Bill wasn't in the right. Whichever way you want to do that, the cast phones, he wasn't in the right. You know, I thought something was wrong with the niggas before him. You know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there was a sense of, it was like, it's like being in a room and, and somebody's fault. You know somebody's fault if a motherfucker's acting like they did. It's like, you know, you, you smell like something, you know, but you acting like you don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay then. Alright, bro. I mean, cause, but you had to worry. When, when black people who have a lot of money, when they, when they have critics automatically, particularly some other black people who don't have that type of money, it's automatically they turn off the, the poor black people because it's, it's, well, you know, whatever, whatever. What I know, I mean, outside of having a fraction of his money, and I ain't gonna front about that, I don't want to be that Negro or have the associations that he had to get to where he had to get to. Black people got to do a lot to get on the level that Bill did. That's more than hard work. That's which, more than that. Which, if anything to me, makes all of this worse, right? You're talking about a dude who came up in, like, the 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about I Spy, you're talking, like, what, mid-60s at the earliest? Yeah. And what yeah, have yeah, you? Yeah. So we're talking about a dude who, let, let's say let's say it was all clean. Let's, let's just be nice and say it was all clean. You put in all of that work, and you fucked it up for some drugged-up pussy, part of my language, where it's like, to a degree, if it was just him fucking around, I I doubt most people would have been surprised, especially for people of that particular era. If y'all had a monogamous relationship, that's wrong, that's fucked up, but for that era, we know lots of people fucked around. That would have probably just been a blip on the screen. You drugged people with alcohol and pills, my nigga, and you had, in your own testimony, talk about you got a rack of pills. All them chicks were down for quaaludes and booze, dog. All of them were down for that. You know what I'm saying? And you knew what happened when you know you try to toss some money or shame people or do whatever else or prey on people you know weren't at least on the same economic level as you were. Much less societal level. So for me, honestly, you know, again, thank you for a different world. I'm glad a lot of, you know, people got on in various ways. But otherwise, fuck Bill. Fuck him. And also, people like him perpetuate. That, that Arlen Jackson thing, Bill, right oh, around, right, right around that right. time, mm-hmm. right around that time, Bill was telling people, uh, telling brothers they need to be more responsible for their family. And I agree with that. I have more experience now, so I look at his comment a little different. You know, there's a lot of people having babies that just, just want to have babies and they just don't necessarily want a family. You got to keep that one hundred. But I do think that men should have more involvement in the things and, 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 uh, wanting, if you're going to be a part of that, 
half on a baby wants to be a part of half on raising it. So I do agree with that. I do agree with that. But the thing that got me is he was talking this shit and being put up there and being paid by some, you know, by some racist white folks. Racist white folks. Not white, but racist white folks. And all at the same time, he got a, he got babies that need to be tended to and then tell another Negro what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was up there, she, she, she supposedly got some money and dropped out of school or something, you know, cause Bill, you know, cause Bill felt, you know, it was the heat was on, so they got, you know, so it's like, so, so he was a hypocrite on that end. And, so, and that's the thing that's crazy about all of this to me. I'm like, he could be hypocritical on so many other things, but you think that somehow 50 women of multiple age ranges from multiple places are going to lie about getting raped. Who the fuck, which is one more thing I had to get on with this, who the fuck lies about getting raped on a, on a majority scale? There are some people who are crazy and do jacked up things. I'm one of those people, I'm very harsh. If you lie about something like that, I think you need to go to jail. Yeah, bare minimum, I think so too. Bottom fucking line, because that ruins people's lives. But when you look at how this world is, the vast majority of women or men, because men get sexually assaulted too, let's keep it 100. No doubt. Who lies about that and thinks they're going to get a come up? What part of society makes you think that the second you say you get raped or sexually assaulted, people aren't going to try to turn it back on you and blame it on you? Let's stop being on the bullshit. All of these pseudo pro black motherfuckers who want to rally around Bill Cosby, you're not going to have any type of unit if men and women are complimentary and are disrespected. In a certain way. Yes, there's going to be bullshit. Yes, there's other stuff. But your first thought shouldn't be, I got to protect this dude. Your first thought should be, let me find out what the hell is going on. And then go from there. Not like, well, you know, they trying to get fame. Who who gets fame from saying they were raped? Who gets a contract? I was raped, so I'm going to get rich. I got caught out there on, on some nonsense and somebody took advantage of me. Who comes up with that? Let's stop the nonsense. Some of these cats want to do the same shit Cosby has done. They want to do the same shit the Woody Allen's have done, the same shit R. Kelly's have done, and all of that type of thing, because they feel that somebody asked for it. You shouldn't have to have a daughter or a friend or a sister or whatever else to be against sexual assault and rape. But for some reason, people are functioning on this with this case, and it's really, really fucking disgusting to me. And I'm sorry for ranting on all this or whatever, but you know, this this really, really rubs me the wrong way. And because I hate to put it like this, I'm pretty sure that a good amount of female friends you know have dealt with some form of sexual assault or rape. Whether it was date rape, whether it was somebody pushing up on them, whether it was, you know, being grabbed up and whatever else. Lots of women have dealt with this. And no it's doubt. crazy that a lot of people can't feel free to talk about it because People want to try to shame you, regardless of your age, regardless of how the situation happened. How about that the shit shouldn't have happened in the first place? How about controlling your respective private parts? Why is, why is that the biggest thing to ask for? Well, Bill was famous. Well, why couldn't he control his dick, dog? Especially as a black man back in the day where people could have shut him down. And for no other reason. Like, I can't be protective of somebody who's not even smart enough to, to preserve themselves. And their own agenda. But Bill thought his agenda was dissing other black folks so he could be the good one, and now it's biting him in the ass, so fuck him. Fuck him. Sorry. <laughs> fuck that dude. But anyway, man, like, I had to bring it up because that, that, that was kind of a trip seeing that um, <laughs> during the past week or two. Um, let's see here. What else we got going on? What else we got going on? 
Um, this situation in Flint, Michigan is fucking crazy. It's cracking up there. Um, the water supply over there has gotten poisoned. And it's full of lead. And a whole lot of crazy stuff is tied into that with people getting their kids checked. There's a, a breakout of leaking air disease over there. All of that. The Flint, Michigan is a uh, majority, um, for those who aren't um, from the state, it's a majority lower class area, majority yeah. um, American minority area. Yeah. And what have you. And this has been going on for a little bit. Like, uh, check out Al Jazeera and um, Think Progress for more information on this, but this is like a completely nuts situation. And then... You got people in Flint, Michigan, who had the balls to be trying to build people and or shut off water bills, but they've been giving people poisonous water for the past few months. Yeah. This trying is to build them. Trying to build people. Like, um, we actually got that notification today. Shout out to the folks who um, sent um, that story from, uh, from the Detroit Press to us yeah. for an update. I guess they've been trying to mess with the people up there for a while. I met this older black lady since I've been living in the uh, DMV area who's from, who's from Michigan. She told me back in the 60s when they rioted up there, she said it wasn't, she said it was like, it was a few months after the riots. Mm-hmm. It got real foggy and smoggy. And people were getting sicker. You know what I'm saying? So that's eyewitness. And that when they were up there, that, you know, like their eyes felt funny and there was like respiratory situations that they were dealing with. And she said she left from there and moved to the DMV a long time ago, but she said that she, she noticed that there was like, there was something in the air. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm hearing about this or whatever, you know, I don't know, there's a lot of funny things going on, you know, and people definitely have to be conscious of it. So you can try to make the news and see what you want to do. No doubt. And um, it's gotten so bad with water supply over there, they literally declared a state of emergency in the National Guard to pull it out there to pass out clean drinking water. We're talking over 30,000 people getting screwed up. No doubt. So, you know, this this is some real deep business, and um, the governor, Rick Snyder, and the mayor over there need to get fucking fired at bare minimum. No doubt. And not have criminal charges put up against them, because this has been going on for months around that way. Well, in terms of the, the, the criticalness, it's been going on for months. But they said they've been struggling for two years to get access to clean water due to crumbling pipes and the supply from a local river. So this has been going on for a while, but for some reason, they just want to let this fly. So we'll definitely be updating folks on that, but that had to be mentioned, because to me, this is a travesty. You can't have clean water, yo. You can't have clean freaking water. But, yeah, man, let me see. Quick presidential election thing. Hillary Clinton is getting shook from um, Bernie Sanders. Sanders yeah. is on the come up. You know, old white grandpa is getting um, the chick who thought she had it in the bag nervous. And to me, I'm glad for it. I don't like this idea of certain political um, families thinking that they're just entitled to this. Or whatever. Or I'm just here like, dear God, I hope it's not going to be Bush Clinton in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> that's like one wing being affected with sword versus a broken one it's not really <laughs> you know a, a wonderful come up and while Sanders himself is definitely not perfect I think quite frankly out of all the people running he makes the most sense on the, yeah, ma- on, on the major political end 
I mean, okay. we're at the point right now where it's early in the game, and you know, Clinton has their daughter out lying, talking about Bernie Sanders is trying to take away health care. So that dude's numbers have gone up. It's like you shouldn't have to be shook. You should just actually tell people about policies and other stuff that affects them. You're not entitled to shit. I don't care how your money is and what. You should alert that from the time you ran against President Obama. It got kicked in the ass because you acted entitled. You acted like a distant white woman who more right to the center than any damn thing but it's not as batshit crazy as the current GOP which honestly who can be that batshit crazy if Donald Trump is still leading in the polls and um what have you um these folks gotta get together I mean it's cute that you go on Ellen and you do the nay nay you try and do the dab but we don't give a shit about that we give a shit about how we're going to live <laughs> so get your shit together and you know Make make it exciting because I'm really not trying to be about a President Trump life, <laughs> and um, at the end of this year, I'm really fucking not. That's going to be horror. And I'm not even gonna try to entertain that. But when you see how some of these people are at these rallies and stuff, it's like, good lord, I'm gonna have to stay on one. I'm gonna have to live coastal the rest of my life. When I see some of these damn um political rallies they show on TV. I'm like, there's a there's a mass of people who really believe this dumb shit. That's on some old, well, you know, back in the day, white America was great for everybody. We were all millionaires. No, you weren't. Everything ain't black people's fault or Muslims' fault or whatever else. But y'all are tripping. And I'll be in the middle of a cornfield around that shit. Fuck that shit. Mm-mm. Absolutely the hell not. Let me see here what's going on. Speaking of um, alabaster American foolishness, because it's not white American foolishness and what have you. There's a decent amount of white Americans who are just freaking fine. When you talk about alabaster, maybe we can talk about that racial shit for people who don't know. Could have had somebody get on my case about that on Facebook, where it's like, calm the fuck down. Nobody's saying all the white Americans are bad. Never have, never will. But that that supremacist shit, yeah, we're gonna call that out. So get your box, get your panties and boxers out of a bunch, okay? Oh, quite exciting that before I get into this um this bootleg militia nonsense. Um I'm petty. I find it a little hilarious right now that um Ted Cruz, aka Raphael Cruz, now has people getting on his ass about whether he's um electable to be president. They're pulling that same birth and shit they pulled on um, President Obama. And again, I'm petty. I I'm laughing at this shit. Like, y'all thought that shit was going to bite you in the ass. You thought that being a light-skinned Latino and changing your name was going to make stuff cute. But when you started getting up with them poll numbers, they started digging around. Like, Wait a second, your last name is Cruz. You aren't a fine white American like we are. And you're That's Cuban, right. And, and you're Cuban, you might have been born in Canada. So whether you're Uncle Tom and Uncle Tomas and whatever else, yeah, they don't love you, dog. And you're going to get your own interest. I'm not saying you got to be a Democrat or whatever the fuck, but I'm like, to be a Republican in the modern day age as a person of color, you're gone as far as I'm concerned. You're gone and you're distant. I don't even think Colin Powell calls himself a Republican now because these people are batshit crazy. They don't like nobody. And me just looking at this joint, I'm dead like, you thought doing all that sellout shit was going was gonna to protect you. Now you got people who can actually look into your shit and see if you can't run. And dig into your past, so plus he's a despicable human being in general, so fuck him too. <laughs> so that's my um that's my pettiness for today. <laughs> on um that end. 
let's see here. The Oscars um, nominations came out, and again, the Academy Awards um, literally whited out everything. No person of color was nominated for anything this year. Actor, actress, writer, or behind the scenes. All well, white actors for the second year in a row. After all that noise people made with the Oscars, so white hashtag and everything else, it got repeated. I don't know, don't know what to say. Academy Awards, so Alabaster. Um, and well, they got a, they got a black chick who, black, they got a black chick supposed to be in charge, and this shit still ended up that way. But you have to say that it's like Obama, just because they put a black face up there don't mean they're not going to carry out white policy. Exactly. They have to keep their job, and they're thinking about security, what have you. But it's just another case of black artists, entertainers, and black fans getting in their minds to its core that those organizations don't exist. You only think about the ones who have not the black arts and keep it moving. Uh, I mean, of course, we talk about it like we're talking about it. I'm not saying you don't do that. But at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, it, it's been like that forever. It's been like that forever. I mean, we got to think that... a couple of niggas going to get in, but it's been forever like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we got to think, like, um, like, I put on my Facebook, I'm like, I... I, of course, think it's bullshit. I, of course, think people need to call it out or do whatever else. Nothing changes if you don't call shit out. That's just the history of this country and the history of the majority of, of things and places in the world of all, on all types of things. That being said, am I surprised? Not really. I mean, I thought at least one black person being nominated. I mean, Idris Elba and Beats of No Nation fucking killed it. He no, should have no. gotten, nom- gotten nomination because, holy crap, that's an excellent movie. What Other thing. Um, Beast of No Nation, um, about the, um, about, um, these child soldiers in Africa. Um, it's still on Netflix. Yeah, they had that at DC Cinema in DC. That's, yeah, that's what I was telling you about before. When they had the Black Panther joint down there, they were showing that joint, you know, you know, in the same theater. Yeah, Yeah. um, it's a very good movie. I I think it is still on Netflix. I saw that um, while we were on our break and whatnot. But, um, he did an excellent job. I'm like, there should have at least have been that, but it's one of those things I sit down and I look at, and I don't know how, what the voting process is, per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do know via history that the majority of people who vote on this are white, but I'm like, I don't know how the membership works. Like, I know if the Grammys, if you're a musician and you release a certain amount of stuff or whatever, you pay your fee, you can become a voting member, which is why well, it yeah. amazes me that the Grammys, they've gotten more diverse as time has gone by. But that more people don't try to get to be a part of that process. I don't know if you got to be a SAG actor and all those other type of stuff, or what in regards um, to that. But you know, when you got the majority of um, Caucasian folks over fifty who are majority male, this type of thing happens. For me, I haven't watched the Oscars live in years, so it's kind of like a shrug off, you know. And when you're still talking about first first Latino actor, first black actor or actress or whatever getting stuff, it's like we're still fucked up in the game over there so i'm one of those people i'm just there like yeah you don't you know get get those ratings numbers down maybe that'll finally force they add to to diversify and then the shows that are of quality that other people do those need to be risen up too no i said of quality because there are quote-unquote black award shows and other award shows that are on bullshit too let's keep that all the way live and that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day and oh no doubt about that no doubt about that you know if one group of folks ain't supporting you, you gotta 
you gotta have your own thing going on while pushing against the system at the same time. Like, I think it's ridiculous to not push against the system. But, quite frankly, you can't be there like, well, they ain't acknowledging us, so we are anything. That's bullshit. Definitely don't go ahead and go there. Like, I think Hollywood as an institution is finally recognizing that that the world is diverse. You should show diverse people and for no other reason to get economic gain from it. Much less just affecting how the world is. I mean, right now, with the new Star Wars The Force Awakens movie, a movie whose protagonists are a black man, a white woman, and a Latino dude is going to be one of the most movie that makes them the most money of all time. So, think about that little bit of representation of how that type of thing works. Think about all the toys, all the items and everything being sold. Not just because you told a good story, but because you got some kids or adults with it. They're like, there's somebody that looks like me. And they got skills of it. It's not just like an empty representation. They got a good role. They actually are good at what they do. There's lots of people that are good at what they do. And award shows are never going to cover everybody who's dope. But to almost purposely cover the same dry-ass people over and over again? And yes, some of these folks do have talent. Some of them do. We're not saying that these other folks are untalented. But to somehow be there like, well, these are the only people I'm going to see because that's the only people I feel like seeing because that's the only thing I feel like identifying with. That's some nonsense. And this is for us in black America. This is for Asians, who I think are probably the the, the people who get a, as bad as black Americans. No, no. When was the last time you seen an Asian protagonist in a movie? Mm-hmm. Like, let's keep it 100. We get it crappy, but, you know, I look at some Asian folks, I'm like, damn. Y'all have continents to y'all, and they ignore y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, much less Latinos and everything else, but, yeah, Oscars are alabaster, screw them. Way of the world. Whatever, whatever. Um, let's see here. Quit Tarantino's movie, The Hateful Eight. I did not care for it too much. Soundtrack was good. Sam Jackson has a super crazy story in it. He did his thing. The actors did their thing, but it's too damn long. On terms of, like, uh, my vacation TV. And, uh, movies. Um, crazy movie, um, situation I never thought I would read about. Tony Todd, who a lot of people know as Candyman, is going to be in a movie where he's battling Nazi zombies and sharks. Nazi zombies? (laughs) Nazi zombies and sharks. Yeah, man. Like, this preview is a hot mess, but it's fucking amazing. (laughs) Or whatever. Um, I'm going to have to put this in the show notes. Um, I think some moved in um, Germany. Are making it what and um what have you, but yeah, man, like there are literally flying sharks that the Nazis made that are being ridden by zombies, and he's the general with a bunch of people who had to fight against it. It's fucking insane. It's like Sharknado times a thousand. <laughs> Honestly, if it gets on Sci-Fi Channel, I'm for it. I'm gonna watch this silly shit. Just because it's that damn silly. Nazi zombies, as if they're two different things. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> they're, like, yeah. they're like, yeah, well... Mm. In other words, that's the zombies that don't like niggas. That's what that means. <laughs> they, they didn't like they didn't like folks when they were alive or dead, you know what I'm saying? But whatever, whatever. Um, This shit happening in Oregon. Fuck those guys, too, and their little 
bootleg pseudo militia. It's another example of how hypocritical um, America can be in regard to who they find as being dangerous. And these are the folks who went to um, Burns, Oregon, and um, what have you, and um, took over um, part of a reserve. A bunch of armed crazies or whatever. And they're still talking about things like negotiation and all that type of stuff. Let one Negro have done that. Maybe they need to get some people of color in there, then they'll, then they'll like, raid the shit and stop it. No, that's right. Because it killed me. Like, this is one of those stories when I would talk about, here's some alabaster American bullshit on Facebook somebody caught feelings about. I'm like, look, let's keep it 100. These are only white men who want to cosplay like they're fucking patriots. And got guns. And talking all this type of noise while in the meantime they're telling people to mail them supplies and shit. Talking about we want our freedom. And in the meantime, this reserve is on a is on land that you still have Native Americans disputing ownership of. Who really owns that shit? You know what I'm saying? And even the people who they say in the name they're doing it for, they're like, these motherfuckers aren't involved with us. And right now they got like schools closed around that way because they're worried about those cats popping off with these guns and all of that. This is nuts. The federal government needs to have some fucking balls. Y'all want to protect Mall of America with like damn near armored soldiers and tanks and shit when Black Lives Matter walks through there peacefully. But y'all can't, y'all can't rid out these motherfuckers. It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Who knows? They maybe that maybe those cats were there that they could kill Native Americans or something, and they said, you know, something went wrong or something. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like, in other words, we needed y'all for something, but you know, now we gotta kind of like make it look good or something. You know, if they were Muslims up there, they'd have been them out. You know, Muslims, black Muslims with guns up there. We ran them motherfuckers out already. And Look. we'd be thinking about, we'd be talking about the after, the aftermath of what they did. You know? Look, we have people in states where it's open carry, and you're a black person with a BB gun. And you get shot. And, oh, no. and they justify it. Oh, well, nigga with a gun, pop pop. You had Look. to get to Tamir Rice. It wasn't even two seconds on that tape, they shot that boy. Look. Not even two seconds. The car didn't stop rolling. You didn't even get to close the door and the cop shot that boy dead. You had to get to my man at the Walmart in Ohio where they were selling BB guns in the fucking store. And he had a gun and people justified him getting killed. But these cats who are like, you know, with M16 and military gear and popping all this shit and doing press conferences, they ain't do shit to guns. You can't tell me that's not hypocritical. If that messes with your feelings, whether, you know, you're a white American or somebody married to one or screwing one or whatever, whatever, get over yourself. Get over yourself. That is some ridiculous hypocritical shit. And luckily, most people recognize that this is this is dumb. You know, calling them like Hibbley, Hamas, and y'all Qaeda and all that type of stuff. And, you know, you even got some folks on Fox News who are like, y'all are being real fucking ridiculous right now. When Fox News says you're being ridiculous, you're being ridiculous. The people who want to hate everybody as long as you get a check are talking about you're you're really dumb for doing this stuff. But we'll see what goes down with that. And um, let's see here. We were a little overwhelmed, but again, we just got back in the game. Um, one more thing to talk about. Um, 
since everybody should have saw Star Wars already, so we're about to at the end of this, so you might want to skip maybe the next five minutes if you haven't yet. Um, one thing I want to talk about is how some people can't be satisfied with any fucking thing. Now, Star Wars The Force Awakens, it's making a lot of money. People are, you know, at least like it's good, if it's not like it's the best thing since life's bread. And I do believe it's a pretty damn good movie. I enjoyed myself, it was fun. Me and um, the Black Hawk would see it over at um, Aerospace Museum a few days after it had opened. Um, some of the black nerd or blurds, as some of them want to call themselves, are bitching about um, Finn, the black character in the movie. And talking about how he's not, quote unquote, a proper black hero. Um, first and foremost, if it literally wasn't for the black dude breaking away from. <laughs> Excuse me, the entire um, dark side deal, you wouldn't have a movie. How is that not the blackest shit ever? That dude literally was like, you know what? This shit is fucked up. Fuck the system. I'm going to go on ahead. I'm going to be out. He went through some fear and some scare type of things for breaking away from the system, which anybody would, quite frankly, whether you do it mentally or physically. Well, that cat did it both ways. If that black man didn't do that, you would not have had the resistance get to a certain point. You would not have found that at least one person has the force. You wouldn't have had that person with the force get protected by the black dude. Because when people see this joint, like, he fought off Kylo Ren pretty fucking good for somebody who, at least as far as we know right now, because we got another trilogy coming up, doesn't have the force. He kind of was kicking his ass for a minute until shit got a certain way. Yeah, people had to get flown out, escape, all of that. You wouldn't have had that without the black dude breaking away from a system. Now, yeah, the Negro didn't, like, you know, get a cape and fly in the air and shoot laser beams from his eyes, but I think that's pretty fucking heroic. That's kind of, like, normal day heroic to me. So, you know, some of y'all have some fun, see some shit blow up in space, calm the fuck down. You don't even know where the character's going to totally develop yet, but I think that was pretty good. Calm the fuck down, okay? Learn how to enjoy something. People have been bitching for a minute that we don't have any representation of things, much less multifaceted representation. But when it's not your multifaceted representation, you're going to cry. Come on, guys. Be 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 a little happy about something. You know what I'm saying? But that's my little bitching from stuff I saw this weekend. And uh, yeah, man, I think that is about it. Music festival season's coming up in the next few weeks. So I'm sure we'll be talking about some lineups of those joints coming up. Oh, Earth, Wind, and Fire is going to be at the Firefly Music Festival this year in um, Delaware. With a whole bunch of folks. So those cats are still touring. That's pretty damn cool. Um, But yeah, man, I think that is about it for now. Black Panther movie coming out in the next two years. Black Panther going to be up in that. Oh, sorry, did you see the... um? You see the um, Captain America preview yet? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. See the bla- you see the black? You see the um, Captain America preview yet? No, I did not see that. No, I did not. Is that since it was hot? I'm going to need for you to see it because I know you've been hearing me talk about Black Panther as a character for a while ever since they started bringing him up as being part of the movie um, joint. Yeah. You're going to see some scenes in Dickness. That's no all I'm going to say. Like, you're going all to right. see th- this dude's powers and shit and be there like, oh, shit. Like, 
that shit's going to be the wave. And and I'm gonna be cheering. I'm gonna be there for, you know, this um new um Cap America joint. Cause the way they look they're gonna introduce um Black Panther and this, you know, Chetwell playing them and what have you. Um it's it's going to be fire. It's going whoa, to be fire. Whoa. Um wait a second, no no, I had the wrong name. God and I'm I'm mixing up black people. My man who played um James Brown in the last oh, movie. Oh yeah, Bold. Bozeman? Chad Bozeman, yeah, I about to say I would make those two up for some reason. I was just thinking of like fine black man, but anyway, yeah, Chad Bozeman is going to be um Black Panther. Oh wow! Yeah, that that shit is going to be fire. I already ordered oh, my little yeah. fun coat pop and everything of Black Panther because it's, it's going to be dope. <laughs> and plus, it's adorable anyway. I was there like, yeah, buddy, Amazon pre-order. That's what's up. But yeah, man. Um, I think that is about it. Um, we got some music and new music get into of this show. It's gonna be fun. Glad to be back in 2016, New Year. Yes, yes, yes. You know, another year, another day, another blessing. All of that good stuff. Yes, indeed. And um, yep, 21st Century Black Radio. Um, keeping the radio in balance. You get a mixture of everything that we get to talk about. Shout out to everybody who's been supporting us from the gate. Shout out to our new supporters. Again, if you get a chance, please give us a rating via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all of that good stuff um, with your favorite podcast player. Um, spread the word about us. And, um, yep, thank y'all. We're about to get into this um, music mix part of the Fusebox radio broadcast. And um, love you all, yes, and um, let's make it happen. Yes, indeed. Whole fast, ladies and gentlemen. Fusebox is about to give it to you. Across the universe and galaxy expanse, Black Cosmic Ray is going to hit you up and make you want to dance. Fusebox, women and man, of course, we're going to rock it because we can, can. Much love to all, all different varieties, shapes, and colors. Yes, indeed, Fusebox. That wants you to love one another. Fucking it up, fucking it up forever. All crazy to Amen Ra and the guys of the Peter. Peace love and tune in. Same folk time, same folk channel. The next time we're going to rock and come at you. DB Fusion number one and the song Ra. We're going to rock it. Thank y'all. All right, right. No doubt, no doubt. Fusebox Radio, DJ Fusion. Asar Rob Black Hawk about to get to the mix. All right, peace. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the Mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. I seen AK-47. 47. I seen sawed-off shotguns. I seen all of this. All of this. I seen dynamite on the street. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Surrounded by violence and murder. Say we in the street and we gripping on heat. You got beef and we frying your burger. My shoes on my feet and my words and my balls is all I got fucked with a murder. What happened to you while I'm serving? I'm certain as hell and I'm ripping the tail of Satan itself to serpent. We pouring ain't no social service. We go in the store, they look nervous. So dab them to hell or damn it to jail like fuck it, we robbing the merchants. The preachers sound silly in service. Convincing my mama that all of a drama must certainly serve higher purpose. I fight just turning to curses. When I tell her any guard that make it plenty hard really ain't worthy to worship. Man, I believe in my patches. Man, I believe in my patches.
guns and pistols and holding that rock in my six. Born in the turmoil and trouble. I became king of the rubble. I still express, yo, I don't smoke weed or sex Cause it's known to give a brother brain damage And brain damage on the mic don't manage nothing But making a sucker in you equal Don't be another sequel Way to go, they know of the 
say rhymes fail to be original Or they kill where the hip-hop starts Forget about the ghetto and rap for the pop charts Some musicians cuss at home But scared to use profanity when up on the microphone Yeah, they want reality, but you will hear none They'd rather exaggerate a little fiction Some say no to drugs and take a stand But after the show, they go looking for the dope man Or they ban my group from the radio Here in WA and say hell no But you know it ain't all about wealth As long as you make a note to She looks good, I ain't never had an ass like that, that's on hood 
She looks good. She looks good. I swear I would leave right now if I could. She worked the angles on them Insta flicks. Got me smiling every time that I see that she done sent the flick. And she appreciate the simple shit like when I hold the door. Plus I'm mindful of her interest. Hindi flicks, a little bit of Thai food. Extra mild sauce when we slide through the drive-thru. Son las cosas pequeñas. The little things you do to make a woman remember. That she's special, especially to you. Haul up in the ass, wasn't messing with the crew. I watched games with her, ate chicken wings with her, eating out every night. I was paying for the dinner, feeling like I'm about to die whenever I ain't with her. My best friend hit me, said I ain't the same nigga. So what? I'm happy as fuck. Even though all the homies saying I should back it up. Hey yo, wait, back it up, up, easy, back it up. Wait, back it up, up, easy, back it up. Hey yo, wait, back it up, up, easy, back it up. Wait, back it up, up, easy, back it up. She looks good, she looks good. I ain't never had an ass like that. That's on hood. She looks good, she looks good. I swear I would leave right now if I could. She looks good. She look good. If she texts, I'ma hit right back like I should. DJ Fusion.
of us? How many of us? How many jealous? Real friends, there's not many of us. We smile at each other, but how many honest? Trust issues, switch up the number. I can't be bothered, I cannot blame you for having an angle. Ain't got no issues, I'm just doing my thing. Hope you're doing your thing too. I'm a deadbeat cousin, I hate family reunions. Fuck the church up by drinking at the communion. Smelling free wine, now my tux is ruined. In town for a day, what the fuck we doing? Who your real friends? We all came from the bottom. I'm always blaming you, but what's sad? You not the problem. Damn, I forgot to call him. Shit, I thought it was Thursday. Why you wait a week to call my phone in the first place? When was the last time I remember the birthday? When was the last time I wasn't in a hurry? Uh, tell me you want them tickets when it's game time Even to call your daughter on the FaceTime Even when we was young, I used to make time Now we be way too busy just to make time Even for my real friends I guess I get what I deserve, don't I? Word on the streets if they ain't heard from them uh, I guess I get what I deserve, don't I? Talk down on my name, throw dirt on them couldn't tell you how old your daughter was Couldn't tell you how old your son is I got my own junior on the way, dog. Plus I already got one kid Couldn't tell you much about the fam, dog. I just showed up for the games, dog. Maybe 15 minutes, took some pictures with your sister Merry Christmas, then I'm finished, then it's back to business You wanna ask some questions about some real shit Like I ain't got enough pressure to deal with Please don't pressure me with that bill shit Cause everybody got them that ain't children Oh, you been nothing but a friend to me Niggas thinking I'm crazy, you defending me It's funny, I ain't spoke to niggas in centuries To be honest, dog, I ain't feeling your energy Money turn your kin into an enemy Niggas ain't villains, they pretend to be Looking for real friends. real friends How many of us, how many of us are real friends To real friends, to the real end to the wheels, to the wheels don't spin. Yeah, yeah. To 3 a.m. Calling. How many real friends? Just to ask you a question, just to see how you was feeling. How many? For the last, you was frontin'. I hate when a nigga texts you like, "What's up, fam? Hope you good." You say, "I'm good. I'm great." The next text, they ask you for something. How many? What's best for your family, immediate or extended? Any argument, the media extended. I had a cousin that stole my laptop that I was fucking bitches on. Pay that nigga 250000 just to get it from him. Real friends. Huh? Real friends. I guess I get what I deserved on a word on the streets if they ain't heard from him. Uh, I guess I get what I deserved on a. Talk down on my name, throw dirt on them.
life or the idle mind is a dangerous place to be left in. But keep your eyes on me. Yeah, your heart don't stand a chance. Mm. It feels like it's been far too long. Your knees can't hold your legs. Your feet just wanna pace. The eyes keep me all in the trance. Let me ask you. Would you leave it all in the back of your head? Oh, all in the palm of my hand. <laughs> Ain't nobody holding you back. Don't it feel like it's been far too long, girl? Your heart don't stand a chance. Your knees just wanna break. Your eyes keep me all in the trance. And let me ask you. Is so far from what you used to <laughs> Would you know it? Hey, do I hold the candle to the last one over your moon? Baby, of course I do Hey, I'm not closing my tab Don't it feel like it's been far too long, girl? <laughs> your heart don't stand a chance
You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. Look what you've done. Should come with a disclaimer. So that no one ever falls. But what you got, she'll never fall again. She won't. He should come with a disclaimer. Blaming on an elevator and who could blame her? He was going down and she was going up. Look what you've done. i 
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
but my own Judging eyes, criticize Every move that I make
You are now listening to Fusebox Radio.
listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
I've waited 
DJ Fusion. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
DJ Fusion. Been a minute, the city back on the shit again. Let me find if they checking for who can spit again. While well, y'all's out there leaning the kid, crump being about it and turning up, I ain't never stopped with the pen and dead. Homonyms, high cool stances, synonyms. Simile showcase what getting busy is. Ball for ball, rappers was awesome, Paul. My shit was awesome, Paul. Bodies with no regard. They ain't care about spitters when I was starting to pop. I was clicking with cream, Mills was making it hot. Party like a rock star, shop boys had it on lock. I was just another star in the block. But looky here, looky here, and that dude starting to care about who really be spitting the magic back in the air. I ain't signed by a whole four doors by Dre. Should I been had something to say? Tell him I get down, still repping the town, plotting on the crown, pound pound for pound. Tell him I get down, ripping and roll around, stay true to the sound, adjectives and nouns. Tell him I get down, rep for the underground, the maids and the stand to the top of bound. Tell him I get down, homie I get, uh-huh. Tell him I get, uh-huh. homie I get, uh-huh. Tell him I get down, like the top of the drop, drop when you come through the block and hood weather, good weather or not. That mean grind till you shine, it's good weather or not. Fair weathers and air weather is better or not. And they couldn't weather the storm. They rain at the top. Was shorter than Cat Williams right before Kevin Hart. Talking stature, not status. Even get it or not. My day spent trying to get it or not. Trying to get it to knock for block sock. Better get it to rock. Or better get, better get it to rock. The boy wonders, chalk full of the dope. I'm just full of the hope. The triple threat of double entendre. Single me out. Fuck it. It's all mathematic, grammatic. I emphatically had it below average stats. How that's the status quo. Whoa. Tell them they just don't know. My little chugs, not little John. While you was getting low, I get down. Still repping the town, plotting on the crown. Pound pound for pound. Tell them I get down. Ripping and roll around. Stay true to the sound. Adjectives and nouns. Tell them I get down. Rep for the underground. The maids and the stand. To the top, I'm bound. Tell them I get down. Homie, I get. Uh-huh. Tell them I get. Uh-huh. Homie, I get. Uh-huh. Tell them I get down. Down. Big nut holder, big dick slanger, big not 
hot sack and a big body swanger. Pop trunk, I'm a banger. UGK for life, you ain't with it, you can get the middle finger. listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fusion.
I want you to close your eyes and visit the most beautiful place in the world. If you're in the hood, in the ghetto street corner, come on this journey. The best journey. Some mansion, acres of land, and swimming pools and all that. Check it out. I'm capable of anything, my imagination can give me wings to fly like doves over the streets watching many things, kids walking home from school on drug blocks, missionaries, pass out papers that read love God, I see faces, cases, judges and jurors, masons, lawyers and cops, I watch cause every thug's face is my mirror, but this was one in particular, this kid he was the bitch, stick him up pro, 16 years old, did his jail sentence, nowhere to go, every morning calls his comrade, they come and get him to smoke, he insane already. Gone man, blames himself for setbacks, dangerous street corners where it sets at, slink from dusk to dawn, detectives act like they maniacs, chasing him, his ass was flaming, smoking like a chimney on Remy, of course he not caring, he need a place to go to keep his mind expanding, I give him a helping hand.
You can listen to the Fusebox radio broadcast via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Podcast Addict, and your other favorite podcast players. Check out the Fusebox Radio's official website for our latest episodes, events, and more at FuseboxRadioOnline.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, Twitter at Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, and Instagram at Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio. Feel free to contact us at FuseboxRadio at gmail.com to submit music for airplay consideration, 